Welcome to Real Black Content Forum Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to have some real talk, right? We definitely going to have some real talk. You know, I like to call it um, dangerous conversations, right? We're going to have another dangerous conversation because I feel like we've been having dangerous conversations all week. And um, today we're going to discuss a meme that was created by the Real Black Concert Forum podcast. And, um, you know, these memes that we make at this platform, they, uh, they've they been moving around, right? They're moving around. They're getting traction. Um, they're moving around Twitter. They're moving around Facebook. They're moving around Instagram. And the meme that was created says this. It says, for the last 50 years, the American black man has been the baby mama making champion in the country. If you want your daughter to be a baby mama, just let her go out with the undisputed baby mama making champion, a.k.a. the black man. Your precious daughter will be a baby mother in no time. Wow, that's a powerful meme. And we take full responsibility for it. That was made at Real Black Content Forum Podcast. We take responsibility for it. Because this is what I call brown liquor conversations. This is real talk. And sometimes, you know, when we go down this path of just talking real talk, what happens is, you know, we got defense mechanisms that pop up. And they say, look, we can't be airing out our dirty laundry to the world. We throwing black males under the bus. And my response to that is this. The world already knows. We can't keep our fronts up no more. The world already knows. You think you fooling foreigners that our communities is full of single parents? You think they don't know that? Their stores are in the middle of our neighborhoods. They see women. They see children. They see no men. They see no fathers. They see no husbands. They're not there. That's how our neighborhoods become cash cows. I'm going to break that down a little later. But the black man, I'm going to be real, man, because, listen, we all in the same fraternity, right? We are the biggest embarrassment in the United States of America. I don't care how much Gucci you bought. I don't care how many Chanel bags you bought this young lady or that young lady, what kind of rims you put on your car, how big that they are. It doesn't matter. When you are in a status of constantly creating broken families and broken homes because you can't control your penis, you're an embarrassment. That's straight talk. We got to have this conversation, man. If you're an original man and it's 2021 and you got three kids by three different women, bro, what are we talking about? We're going to blame that on white supremacy? Because we always got a scapegoat, right? Yo, man, you know, it's the man, man. Everything is rigged, brother. You don't understand, you know. Um, I had one brother tell me, he said, what did he tell me? He said something like the government was against him because the government gave his child's mother. It was like, so it was, I was like, yo, bro, stop, bro. <laughs> stop. Yo, this dude was blaming him. 
white supremacy because he was a baby daddy, bro. I was like, yo, you for real? <laughs> so I, I'd be like, yo, so let me get this right. When you jumped in the bed with little mama, right? White supremacy jumped in the bed with you. <laughs> he calls you to, you release your semen in her and you blame it on him. Man, I'm like, damn, how does that work? Yo, it's madness out here, right? That's madness. But let's take a look at some numbers, right? Because, um, you know, we're not going to hold you long, right? So let's take a look at some numbers. In 2011, it was reported that 72% of black babies were born to unmarried mothers. As of 2015, at 77%, black Americans have the highest rate of non-marital births among Native Americans. Wow, man, you just got to let that breathe now. Damn. 77 percent and you know when it comes to these statistics it always it kind of fluctuates but it goes back to that 72 percent somehow you know it always goes back to that 72 percent it never goes underneath that now if i put this statistic in the context of my generation city of detroit i'm like 72 percent mm, yeah, that's about right. But what I will say for my generation, it was different because, see, we got this thing now, alpha male this, alpha male that. And these guys, they don't have no female counterpart. They, they're not married. And for my generation, our celebrities, our heroes, they had wives. Even if we took back, let's go back. Let's go back to the civil rights movement, right? That's not my generation, but still. We love Malcolm. Malcolm had a wife, though. We love Martin King. King had a wife, though. We like Elijah, right? Elijah Muhammad. He's the messenger. He kind of like spearheaded the whole black power movement. He had a wife as well, Clara Muhammad. Now, you know, we watch the Spike Lee movie and we see that the messenger had children outside of his wife. But dig. If we're talking about moving the culture forward, the messenger was born in like 1890-something. I can't remember the exact day. I used to know it by heart. And he had a third or fourth grade education. Now, I'm not making excuses for any man, but I will say this. If that was his lifestyle at that time, we as a culture should be moving forward, right? If our leaders and our heroes had wives, and this was the standard for being a man. How did it change? How you putting your chest out like, I'm an alpha male this, I'm an alpha male that. But you got no feminine principle to help you through this journey that we call life. It doesn't even make sense to me. Even in the sports arena, my generation sports arena, right? I came up in the Larry Bird era, the Michael Jordan, the Magic Johnson. Those guys had wives, though. They were married. I watched Mike Tyson, one of the most fierce fighters ever, but he had a wife. Mike kept wives. We didn't look up the baby daddies. Let's go to hip hop. They say Big was the best ever, but Big had a wife. And then the guy that dominated record sales at the time was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg had a wife. Then you know you had Wu Tang and you had Method and them. You know, Method had a wife, and then you had. Like um, LL Cool J, 
that took rap mainstream, but he had a wife. And then you had the guy that was running Def Jam, brother named Russell Simmons. He had a wife. So it was like our generation, the guys that was at the top, that was the heroes that we looked up to. They was married men, a principal. We didn't look up to no baby daddies. It just never happened. The culture should be moving forward. If the coach is moving forward and you such a big alpha male and all this and all that, it's just like, yo, where's the wife at then? Where's the balance? I like Umar Johnson as far as, you know, Umar talk, good talk, strong talk. He's a visionary. He's a baby daddy, though. We're watching these guys like Umar, man. Like, I have some of his messages on my platform. He's unapologetically black. Okay, that's cool. He breaks down a lot of information down to a science. We respect it. And then we have this big push about, um, what's, what's how did he say it now? The feminization of the black male and all this. And Okay, yeah, that's cool. I hear it. I respect it. Where's the breakdown on the single parent? Like, where's that breakdown at? Like, how do you have two different baby mothers and you talk about you got a PhD? And these are questions that we got to ask our leaders now. Because the leaders of my generation, they had wives. That's who we looked up to. How you running around with two or three different baby mamas and we talking about leadership. How did that happen? And Umar is a brother that's been giving us breakdowns about the Obama administration, breakdown about how politics work, breakdowns about what's going on with the church's money and how they go to the white banks. And we getting all these breakdowns from your brother, but you're not breaking down how it just so happened that you fell into a situation where you get two different baby mothers. I mean, come on, give us some Canton family at the least, right? At least give us some Canton family, brother. I got to clean up what I messed up. Starting my life all over again. <laughs> give us some Canton family, brother. <laughs> Tell us you had to clean up what you messed up, brother. Because that's what, <laughs> that's what today's conversation is about. Cleaning up what we messed up. You know, we ain't running down the black man. We saying, damn, brother, you got to clean up what you messed up. <laughs> that's all we saying, bro. Maybe that's a different story for a different day, right? Because I don't want nobody to think we attacking anybody personally. We just saying, how are we moving forward? How's the culture moving forward? It doesn't make sense. So now we look at the United States as a whole, right? Blacks is at 72%. Single parent households, right? We discussed that. Then you got the Indians at 66%. And when I say Indians, we're talking about real Indians. Not, you know, you looked at some YouTube videos and you say, yo, grandmama said this, grandmama said that. Um, no, nah, we ain't going to play that game. We're talking about real Indians. Then you got Hispanics at 53%. Then you got whites at 29%. And then you got Asians, 17%. That's amazing. Damn. That's everybody. They like everybody is married. That's crazy, man. That is like um we might have to hit the applause button for that. That's man, if we can get there. If we can get there, but guess what? We can get there. I believe in this family, we can get there. 
But if you look though, let's take a closer look at these numbers, right? Let's take a closer look at these numbers. If you took these statistics and you married them up with who is the highest earners, these statistics will flip backwards. Did you catch that? If we took these statistics like they are and we married them up with who are the highest earners in this country, it would be these very same ethnicities flip backwards. Because, see, listen, Asians are the highest earners in the United States. Then after them is the whites. Then after them is the Hispanics. The Indians are not included in that category because that reservation setup is kind of funny. Like, it's in the country, but it's not in the country. It kind of registers as foreign territory. And then it do, but it don't. It kind of, it's kind of tricky with that. Then our people, the black Americans, we at the bottom. So, Dig, it's important that we drive this message home, right? There's nothing we can do as a community to get out the hole that we're in. And we are still going to be baby mothers and baby daddies. It's not happening. Don't let nobody fool you. I don't care what ideology you got. I don't care if you're an Indian, you're a Hebrew, you're a Moor. You a different sect of a nation of Islam. You created a whole new sect and what I don't care what it is. We can't get out this hole. It's not happening. We're not going to baby daddy and baby mama our way out of a hole. It's not happening. It's not happening. If you want to change the landscape of this country and our position we have to wife up. Brothers got to get a wife. We can't be knocking no women up and keeping it pushing. It's not working. That's the foundation of poverty. Single parent households is the foundation of poverty. That's a fact. It's the foundation of a lot of other things too. This is like crime go to an all time high. The family structure is broken. And we not playing this game on this platform. Oh, man, the so-called white man broke up the family. Nah, bro. You broke it up. You went into the hood. You played nice with a young lady. You slept with her. You impregnated her. You kept it pushing. You met another woman. You slept with her. You impregnated her. You kept it pushing. You changed these women's whole lives. You got two and three or four different baby mothers running around here, bro. You messing up the neighborhood. Now, you can't sell me no books. You can't sell me no DVDs. You can't sell me none of these ideology crap. If you still run around here having multiple kids by multiple women, you are ruining the neighborhood. You. It ain't no white supremacy. We ain't playing that game. When you got in the bed with Shorty, you got in the bed with Shorty. White supremacy wasn't in the bed with you. <laughs> Dig this. White supremacy was not in the bed with you. And white supremacy did not push that seed out of your male principle and put it in that woman. You did that. Then you bounced after you did that. And y'all, I'm going to tell you something real quick. This is this is the craziest thing to me because I should have talked about this statistic. When you hear brothers, man, 
and they be talking about why they ain't marrying their baby moms. You know what these Negroes would tell you? I wanted a peace of mind. She be fussing too much. She be doing this too much. She be tripping too much. I wanted a peace of mind. Here's a sidebar. When a black man tells you that a black woman is tripping too much, that means she's that's cold for she's trying to push him to do the right thing and he just don't want to do it. That's what that means. Oh, man, she's tripping. And then when you say she's tripping about what? Man, I came home at 4 in the morning. Man, I came home at 5 in the morning. You know, she found condoms in my pocket. She found this. I'm like, bro, what are we... <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> but, y'all, let me get back to my point. Our brothers is running around talking about they wanted a peace of mind. Man, ain't nothing like a peace of mind, brother. Ain't nothing like a peace of mind. The statistic I should have pulled out was the death rate, right? The age of death with black American men. Because it's funny. And I mean, I'm using that term funny loosely, right? How can you have a peace of mind and you dying in your 60s? I'm talking about single black males. But the married men are living to their late 60s and up into their 70s. Like, how does that work? So you ran around all your life with no responsibility you left your responsibility you had a great peace of mind and you still dropping dead at 60 like how does that work it doesn't really make sense to me you got the peace of mind right but the brother that stepped up to his responsibility is living till he's 70 almost 10 more years than you dog but how did how is he outliving you you working you're going home. There's nobody to nag you. There's nobody, quote unquote, tripping. There's nobody bothering you. You fathered two or three different children by two or three different women. You don't have no contact with them. And then, bang, you're still dropping dead at 60. What happens to all this peace of mind and happiness? I don't get it. Normally, people with peace of mind and happiness live longer. Why are you living shorter than everybody else? Maybe that's a different story for a different day, right? I want to close out talking about the financial aspect, right? Because at the end of the day, it all comes down to dollars and cents. Our brothers got to do better. We ain't throwing nobody under the bus. We ain't airing no dirty laundry. Everybody already know. We ain't fooling no foreigners. They come into our neighborhoods. They put businesses up. They see women and children. They don't see no fathers. They don't see no husbands. The jig is up. Hey, yo, check this out. Black American men are like the cool guy in the high school, right? And we got all the popular brands on, right? From all the major fashion houses out of Europe. And we just walking through the hallway, right? We got the Gucci on. We got the Rolex watch. You know, we got the Cartier glasses on. We got the newest and latest shoes on. And we the most popular guy through high school. We just strolling through the hallway. But tissue is stuck on our shoe. And it's trailing back three to four feet behind us. And we walking with our head up so high. Everybody else is in the hallway with us. They go to school with us. All the foreigners. All the whites. 
all the Arabs, all the Asians, all the Indians, everybody. They all watching us walk through the hallway and they can see the tissue that's trailing behind that's stuck on the shoe. And no matter how cool you look, man, you don't look so cool with all this tissue just hanging off your shoe, bro. But they know you sensitive. So when you speaking to everybody, they speaking back. You waving, they waving back at you. But you're so sensitive, they don't want to say, yo, my man, you got tissue hanging from your shoe. You looking like a clown, bro. Your head up so high, you feeling good. They say, I ain't going to say nothing to him. And then your brother come and say, my man, tissue is hanging off your shoe, bro. Get that straight first. And once you get that straight first, you're going to be lit. That's what we're doing on this platform. My black brother out here, my ADOS brother, my FBA brother. Hey, man, we love you on this platform. What we doing, we not airing no dirty laundry. We saying, yo, my man, your outfit is nice, but yo, you got tissue on your shoe, bro. Everybody see it. This is not airing no dirty laundry. Everybody see it. But because you a chump and you sensitive, they going to act like they don't see it. I'm telling you, they see it. And if you want to be respected, like you act like you want to be respected because you the big bag alpha male and you can break down all the science in the world. They don't care about that. You got that tissue on your shoe. That tissue on your shoe is the trail of children that you're leaving behind. You ain't married. You got kids all over the place. Nah, man. I can't tell you that you sensitive, but you know how I do tell you? When you want to marry my daughter or date my daughter, I say, nah, man. She ain't for you. No, you say, oh, man, that's racist, bro. That's ra- I should be able to date you. I say, nah, man, you can't date my daughter. The sisters come over from Nigeria. You know what their dads tell them? Hey, man, stay away from him. <laughs> they got the same shade as you. Nah, man, stay away from him. Because they, they already know when they came over across the plane, their businesses in your neighborhood, they see these kids running around with their new father. They say, hey, I don't want my daughter with one of them. When that Turkish guy come over, nah, not him. When them Arabs come over, and they put them stores in your neighborhood. They keep them women out of them stores. They don't want that woman to get to you. you know what you say? Man, that's racist. You know what they saying? Hey, man, my daughter is... We not raising baby mothers over here. I'm not putting all this attention, all this love in this vessel of my daughter. So you can come along, tell her nice things, put a baby in her stomach... And the relationship, dig this, it be over before the baby is even born. You already moved on to the next woman before the first child is even born. Who's going for that? Oh, I forgot. Your woman goes for that. An embarrassment. But let's talk about some numbers because we finna close it out. So, if a black American man had two baby mothers... If I hear that, yeah, bro, I got two baby mothers. I'm going to let you guys know how I process that and what goes through my mind. Being that you're the father of two children by two different women, all of you guys' financial responsibility have changed. 
You got to have your own place. You got to have a roof for your children. So the man, at the very least, has to go get a one bedroom. And then the mothers have to, at the very least, because they both have one child by you, have to also get at least a one bedroom. Can't get a studio now. You just messed that up for them, right? Can't get a studio. They got to have a room for themselves and a room for the child that you put on them. Because you didn't marry him, right? If we use the regular market rate for rental properties in the United States, it's going to average right around 700 bucks a month, right? Give or take a few dollars here and there, but just average rate. One bedroom, 700 bucks a month. But see, you're a baby daddy, so you're going to have to have a place for you and you got to kick out 700 bucks a month. Baby mother number one, she got to have her own place. That's her 700. Baby mama number two got to have her 700. So that's going to be annually now between you and your two baby mothers. $25,200 annually for housing. Now, this is a situation that you created, right? Because they could have lived at home with mom or they could have moved out and got a studio apartment or they could have moved out and got a roommate. Can't do that no more. Got your child. They need their own place. When I hear a young brother say he got two different kids by two different women, I say, damn, that's 25 grand a year just for housing. I didn't include the power. I didn't include the water. I didn't include school and school supplies. I didn't include cable. I didn't include food. I didn't include none of that. Just to keep the roof over your head. 25000 annually. After 18 years, that's $450,000. Damn. All that money because you got your freak on and you couldn't be responsible over your own body. That's what I hear. Now, there's brothers out here with three kids and four kids by four different. I'm like, yo, who's paying for college? Oh, damn, I forgot. There is no money for college. There is no money for anything else. You spent the money already. Freaking. For a man with two kids by two different women, the housing alone after 18 years is $453,000 at the very least. Businesses in our community, the money is not there. We spend it on housing. It's not there. A man that has a wife and all his children by the same woman, he's not paying as much for housing. Not this much. That's a big cut in what he pays for housing because all his kids and his wife stay in the same house. Not you. That's what comes to my mind. Talk to me, young blood. How many kids you got? Man, I got two kids, two different baby mamas. I'd be like, damn, that's $450,000. And here's the catch on that. These are the same Negroes talking about, don't take the COVID vaccine. They trying to kill you. Mm-mm, they ain't trying to kill you. You bankrolling this economy. <laughs> they ain't trying to kill you. Uh-uh, bro, not you. <laughs> uh-uh, not you. No, you're bankrolling this economy. Because 
every time you create a different household, because when you knock somebody up, right? And excuse the term knocking somebody up. I wish I had a better word. But when you impregnate a woman, you give her a child and she had no children. Now she got a child after dating you. She got to get her own place out. She is going to furnish and bankroll the economy through your actions because it costs money. That's why foreigners can come into our neighborhoods and make money because there's so many different customers because there's so many different households. They can't go into another. Uh, listen, you you can't put the amount of Asian restaurants that we have in our neighborhood. They can't get up and go to the Turkish neighborhood and put the same amount of businesses. Or you can't put, uh, you don't see Asian restaurants in Arab neighborhoods. They're not going to be there. It's not enough consumers because they all married. They can come to your neighborhood and find consumers because it's so you're creating so many different households. You safe, bro. You talking about the COVID vaccine. Ain't nobody finna kill you off. You bankroll this. Yo, you keeping this economy afloat. You're creating customers. Instead of you having your children and your wife underneath one roof, you got two baby mamas, you got three baby mamas. Look how many more Comcast customers you just created. No, you can't just get one car now. All your baby mothers need a car. So now look what you're doing for the automotive. And see see how that works? You see how that works? See, you're creating new customers. That's why you can walk down the hallway and the foreigners, they're not going to tap you on the shoulder for you to get it right. You fund them. They live off your foolishness. So the moral of this conversation is our neighborhoods will never get better. Would never get better until the black man learn how to properly use his reproductive organ. Outside of that, ain't nothing gonna fix nothing. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. Real Black Content is for a podcast. Big VJ, I get it with you guys later. Peace.